going on, guys? It is the Sorry to Interrupt Podcast Wednesday NFL edition, but we did not start off with NFL this week. Sean and I went about six minutes on the Yankees today just talking about the, the season and cried a little bit. I think Sean cried on the air, but he'll be all right. Then we jumped right into the NFL. We went over the Jets' great win against the Denver Broncos, talked extensively about the New York Giants this week. Sean cried even a little bit more about that one. And then we went around the league, broke down the games from this past week, and we went over Drew Brees and the GOAT conversation at quarterback. Went over some league news, and then we reviewed our picks from last week. Made kind of a blunder. Sean's actually 2-2, two and two, not 3-1, and one, so he is not a winner. He is a tire. He is kissing his sister yet again. Um, and then we went on to our picks for this week. You guys can all enjoy that blunder, by the way, of me making the wrong assumption there that Sean went 3-1. and one. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Sorry Sports. Follow us on Instagram at Sorry underscore Sports. Check out the website SorrySports.com and shoot us an email SorrySports at Yahoo.com and enjoy the pod. Sorry to interrupt. It's a Wednesday, which means it is the NFL edition. However, Tom, before we get into all things National Football League, I'd like to give a little postmortem, funeral, if you will, to the 2018 New York Yankees. Boy, did we get our prediction wrong. Actually, no, we both said Red Sox in four, right? I believe we did, <laughs> although I, I predicted Yankees just trying to will them to something. We both did. Sad. Yeah, it, it was tough. Um, I mean, a couple takeaways from the series for you. Um, my one biggest takeaway, and I think the only takeaway you can really have, is that Alex Cora managed circles around Aaron Boone, in my opinion. And I've been saying this to you, whether it's luck or whether it's skill, every button he pushed was right. I mean, starting, you know, Vasquez at catcher, the guy hits a home run last night, or starting Holt and the guy hits for the fucking cycle, like everything he did was the right move. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I think, you know, he has the benefit of having having an experienced bench coach with him who's managed and coached in the major league dugout before, unlike Aaron Boone. Um, and I think Cora's experience being the Astros bench coach last year helped a lot as well. Um, you know, this was what Cashman wanted. So, you know, it's hard to really shit on Boone. You had an experienced World Series champion manager, Joe Girardi, who got your team to Game 7 of the LCS last year dismissed to bring in a rookie manager. You know, this was this could definitely have happened, and his inexperience was really manifested in the series, particularly Game 3 for me. Um, you know, another thing people are going to talk about is, is Giancarlo Stanton and how bad he was in this series, leaving 15 men on base just by himself. Horrible numbers, obviously. Trade him. Um, trade him. <laughs> trade him. Not ready to get on him. You yeah, know, it's uh, it's his first ever postseason. Um, Chris Hale last year for Boston was terrible in the playoffs. So it it's ha- it happens. You know, uh, he's had as much playoff experience as Miguel Andujar and Glaber Torres. So now his feet are wet. I don't want to see him be the next A-Rod because he's not a diva like A-Rod. It was easy to hate on A-Rod. It's not, it, you don't like to hate on Stanton. But those at-bats were really, really bad, and uh, you hope that both him and Boone and everybody going on will have uh, 
will have learned from this and they can carry into 2019. I expect some definite roster shakeups, particularly with Gardner and Sabathia. I'd like a Machado or something, but the Yankees and I were in an abusive relationship this year, okay? Things started off great. They really did. And then they just started beating me, you know? And then I think they went and they got some therapy. Maybe they talked to somebody with that with that Tampa Bay series and that Red Sox series to finish off the year. And, you know, they started to fall back into their old ways and show their true colors after the wild card game. You could see they took me out to dinner and a movie. We had a great night. It felt good. Wine and dine. Ba- we moved back in, and then the same old shit started happening. I saw it coming after game one. And now Tom is out and on then, the streets. you know, I cry a little bit, and they start to feel bad. So, game, you know, game two happens. But I just I had to end it. It, it. The season's over, and there was a last hail mary in the final inning. I think you had gone to bed even before that. Yeah, I passed out. I had to be up at four fifteen this morning, and yeah. I I could kind of see that it was the same old song and dance from the second half. Obviously, you know Severino, whatever what was going on, you know in the fir- in the wild card game, he looked like first half Severino, and the yep. in, in game three he looked like second half Severino. Couldn't locate any of his this. pitches. The Yankee, the 2018 Yankees, and I are done. We're finished. Over. Done. You ready never, to talk some football? Then? Never to be heard from again. Now let's move on. We'll talk about the 2019 Yankees when the off season rolls around. So let's move on to football. This Real week. quick, I wish the Red Sox nothing but the worst to the buzzsaw that is the Houston Astros. Sweep. I'd be more than happy. Shut, I think they're going to take shut one, those fans up. Houston in five. Let's get it, Astros. Fine with me. Hopefully they can make you look smart because my World Series pick is already out of the picture. <laughs> I'd really like to see a World Series rematch, and I'd like to see the Dodgers take it. Because then maybe Machado feels more inclined to move on. I don't know well, how you feel well, about that. Well, he's not staying. I mean, they're, they're not going to sign him to the kind of deal that he's going to get. And they have Seager. Uh, I mean, we knew that that was the epitome of a rental. And that's what they're going to get. They're just hoping that rental ends in a w- another world championship for them. They're first in a while. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing the Brewers, honestly. They're, they're new. They're oh, fun. Either. They're great. I wouldn't mind seeing any of these teams aside from the Red Sox. I'm just thinking more of a watchability perspective. But... Let's move on to football. We definitely will be talking about that on Monday um, because pretty much all the series are locked in. We'll do some previews for that. But it is a football Wednesday, and we've already gone about five minutes on the baseball season. So how to address it. Leading off with the Jets. The Jets beat the Broncos 34 to 16. Nice pick. Hell of a pick, Sean. You Isaiah Crowell ran all over them, broke a Jets record. That offensive line looked great. Even without Tremaine Johnson, that defense looked really good. And just for kicks, well, Powell threw in 99 yards, too. I mean, that offensive line dominated, and I had been screaming about how terrible this offensive line looked. Sam Darnold didn't really have to do much, but, I mean, the guy threw for, what, 250 yards and three touchdowns, mostly to Robbie Anderson. But, honestly, a great game overall for the Jets. I loved what I saw on every single, you know, side of the ball, all three of them, and, you know, mentally, no penalties, really, to speak of. Yeah, I mean, you can't feel a lot better than that. They dominated in all facets of the game. That was very reminiscent of the Lions game on week one. Darnold looked good. The defense was really strong. This Keenum never could see. generate any kind of offense, and the defense stepped up. And I think the biggest thing to what you mentioned last was no penalties, no stupid plays that cost them. And they were able to get off yep. the field, and they dominated time of possession with that running attack. This is what you want to see with a young quarterback, man. You see it with, you know, not not this year, but earlier, probably last year with the Jared Goff. You saw it with Dak Prescott in his rookie year. You want a dominant running game and give the quarterback an opportunity to make plays that you're comfortable with them making. 
You can't go out there and tell a guy who was just in college a few months ago He's to go out there and old. carry the team. Exactly. So I was really happy with this win overall. Upset about the pick. Um, I'm not going to tell you whether or not I'm going against them again this week, but I'm hoping that they win in Indy. I'll put it to you that way. Wow, you're hoping your team wins? That's quite the shocker. Absolutely. Uh, I'm on to the Jets, and I'm on to the Knicks now. The Yankees are dead to me. There you go. Let's move on to the one of the best games I've ever watched. It, it made me – two years in a row, they lose on a last-second play, a 63-yard field goal your New York Giants left on, uh, lost on. Shaquan Barkley with a little bit of a scary play at the end, but it ends up being whatever, a quote-unquote random back spasm. So all the fantasy football fans, including myself and all the New York Giants fans, can exhale. But in the end, you guys still lost to the Carolina Panthers. And what you have in the notes in here is penalties, comma, turnovers, comma, Murphy's Law, and comma, all bold, terrible calls. So why don't you go ahead and tell me how you feel about this game? When it rains, it pours. That's how I would explain this game uh, in a nutshell. Honestly, the thing with the Giants is this. We know that they struggle putting up points. Even in this era of the NFL, somehow they're never able to generate 30 points up until this week. Never did it seem, even when they had a lead or were coming back, that they were going to win that game. And And a couple of you know, indicators were really telltale signs that it was not going to be their day when the final uh, seconds ran out. You know, the Giants, I don't know what it was, but on the Fox broadcast, they were mentioning how they were the least penalized team in the NFL. Now, I didn't know that going in, but I can't remember them having a lot of really terrible penalties aside from week one when Flowers tripped the guy. They made now up Eric it, Flowers is gone. Um, which is another nice thing that I'll talk about later. But when you look at this team, I mean, it, it was a bad, it was a bad defensive interference play, a bad defensive holding play, offsides constantly, and this defense could not get off the field. Now the refereeing was terrible, and there was a particular play late in the fourth quarter where Landon Collins. And B.W. Webb were both going for a ball. It was knocked incomplete. There was no helmet-to-helmet contact made even inadvertently. And there was a targeting penalty, passing inter- pass interference on a, on a uh, defenseless receiver called. Put the ball right back Carolina. They gained 15 yards. We're able to get a, were able to get a score out of that. Now, previously, there was a third and er, a fourth and eight that the Giants committed on a punt attempt. I was going to say, why don't we talk about the penalty? Well, hold on a second, because that was in the same sequence. Fourth and eight, defensive offsides. Now it's fourth and three, Carolina converts. Then you get another third down, and then that penalty happens. First, I just don't know how you play defense anymore. Like, I watched that play, and I was like, this is going to cost them the game, because they've already done a couple things to cost themselves the game. It looks like they were going to escape by the skin of their ass, didn't happen and then there you go give up a score they take the one point lead finally break 30 and when you're a bad team 63 yard field goals at expiration that would have actually been good from 70 happened to you that is just the way it is the Odell play I like that they actually drew up something that wasn't 
the old, same old bullshit, predictable offense. Let Odell throw a touchdown pass to a wide open Sterling Shepard on a trick play. It was a Saquon Barkley. Or it was the Saquon Barkley. That's right. Um, good play. Honestly, like it was something different. But when I was referring to the Odell Beckham play, I was talking more about the punt that turned into a touchdown. Oh boy. Well, I mean, that that's the thing is you could talk about Odell cause usually he's in the middle of everything, but Again, you, you can't open your mouth and shit talk your own team and then go out there and do that. It was a lot like the boat cost game. Cost the game. Really cost them the game. There, a lot so of things many, cost There were the game, so many things that cost them the game. Zero in on one thing. It was that boneheaded play right there. Yeah, you could also say that, that targeting quote-unquote penalty. No, let's not blame the refs. Come on. But, I mean, come on. Did you see that play? I saw the play, but again, it, you know, one play like that still – Play like that that Odell Beckham makes results in a touchdown. I mean, come on. That's seven points right there. The Giants lost by two. Not to mention all the other horrible penalties that the Giants actually committed. So this was just a badly played game. And, I mean, the Giants didn't deserve to win it. And I'm glad they lost. No, they never deserve to win. I mean, even when they win, they don't deserve to win. And that's why I put Murphy's Law, man. When it ra- Anything that can go wrong does go wrong for this team. And, and as a fan, you know, like, I knew they were going to make that field goal. There was nothing in my mind that said they weren't going to make that field goal because last year I got to live it in Philly in week three when their field goal kicker nailed one. And all they were talking about is, oh, nobody makes these kicks unless you're in Denver. And that one was good from 70 as well. So when you're not a good team and you commit really bad penalties and turn the ball over a lot in critical moments, as you alluded to on that Odell punt return, and there, it's a constant soap opera there. You know, Odell is you know, talking about how he doesn't see urgency and this, that, and the other. And then why'd you sign? You know, this isn't new. This has been going on for a few years now. Because they offered him a lot of money oh, and he, he had to take he, the deal. Are you saying that he wouldn't have taken that from any other team? I mean, of course. Oh, it was, somebody else would have offered him just as much money. And, you know, now you got to live with it. And my biggest thing is, is he's not a team leader, obviously, because team leaders, you know, you look at Eli. You think Eli doesn't want to call out the horrendous offensive line he's been given over the last few years? You know, lackluster coaching, bad defense, horrible penalties, and inopportune times? No, he shuts up and says we got to get better collectively. Odell, I was hoping once he got his new deal, not that a guy can change, but at least say something to the media that's a little bit more appealing to your fans. Now it's just... He said he was trying to be a leader. He's never been in this role before, all that blah, blah, blah. Well, then don't call out your fucking team. Yeah. All right. Well, why don't we move on before you have a fucking little shitty man on here. So, on Sunday Night Football, the Texans beat the Cowboys and future Princeton now, head coach Jason like Garrett. Because <laughs> he will be fired Princeton. soon. And let me just say this before will he we though? start. Will he, though? I was thinking this on the ride home. I think he will be fired before before the end of the season. If I don't care if the Jets make him a fucking intern. I don't care. I don't want I don't ever want to hear that they are thinking about hiring Jason Garrett to do their laundry. I will climb up to the top of MetLife Stadium and I will jump off. And I'm saying that recorded live. You can consider the Jets murderers even if they give him an interview. Dear God, please let Jason Garrett be hired by the Jets. Fuck you. But let's get back to this game. So the Texans beat the Cowboys in overtime. My two biggest goals as an NFL pa- fan, my two biggest dreams. The Jets won winning a Super Bowl. That's obviously. not happening. Move on. The Cowboys never win a game again. I'm fine with that. I'm <laughs> always fine with that. I love when the Cowboys lose. It is just the most glorious thing ever. This game was 
a terrible game to watch. I mean, there was really no offense. Deshaun Watson needs to learn how to run out of bounds because he gets hit really hard. He's not big enough to sustain those hits. No, not at all. And the Cowboys have a really good defense. But when it came down to it, Deshaun Watson made plays that aside from the Tavon Austin catch where Dak Prescott got out of pressure and made a really nice throw, the Cowboys didn't make at all. Ezekiel Elliott was bottled up in this game. I believe he had under 50 yards rushing and I don't know how many yards receiving. I can't give you the exact numbers off the top of my head because I don't really care. (laughs) Um, You know what? The Cowboys lost this game and I love it. Oh, I do too. I mean, biggest takeaways for me from this game is, God, Jason Garrett, you would think at this time as a head coach, you would know when to go for something and when not to. He loves taking field goals in situations where you need a touchdown. He loves it. And talk about a guy fitting right in. If you want to get rid of Todd Bowles, who does the same thing, you know, at least you would never even know that your coach changed. I mean, it's terrible what he does in clock management and making decisions on fourth and short. And he's cost his team so many chances to win games over the years. As a Giant fan, I've witnessed it a couple of head-to-head matchups. I echoed your second thing to see as an NFL fan. They can't lose enough for me, especially in heartbreaking form. And to me, that offense is sputtering. I mean, they, they don't generate enough positive play. And they seem to always, always come through when you need a penalty to hold back a big play. And that's what they get a lot under Jason Garrett. Uh, they're a circus act. They really are as a team, and and it's great. I mean, dude, as we go down this line of slate of games and, and talk about them, this NFC East is just sweet. It's Jesus God, it's 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 unbelievably the bad. East teams in general, the AFC East is a much better aside. The Patriots are the ones who are bringing them up a little bit higher. No um, surprise there, of course. But moving on to the next game, the San Diego Chargers. My they San are the Diego LA Chargers. Chargers. My San Diego Chargers beat up on another team that I wouldn't mind never winning a game again in the Oakland Raiders. And you got to be nervous if you're a Raiders fan because if there's one thing that John Gruden knows how to do, it's coach up quarterbacks. And Derek Carr looks lost out there. Did you hear I what he said, said about him? I should have said David Carr just to <laughs> really get it wrong. Did you hear what he said about him? No. He, he goes after the game. He's like, yeah, I mean, it definitely looks like when the moments get big, he, pr- he presses a bit. You're saying that about your franchise quarterback. Well, maybe not his franchise quarterback because he didn't draft him, but Jesus Christ. Yeah. He doesn't seem like he knows like when to shut up. Like, He's had he's had sound bites this year, especially about Cleo Mack, that are just complete head scratcher. What are you doing? I mean, even the one he said where he said he loves Oakland and it's his home, and they're moving to Vegas. <laughs> they're moving to Vegas. Speaking of which, you got to remember that the Chargers are in L.A. Because if you go to the your San Diego, they won't be playing there. All right, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I should not go to San Diego to try and go to a Chargers game. That's I will re- try and remember that when I'm out there. But (laughs) on the other side, for the L.A. Chargers, I mean, you said it might be too late for this team when Joey Bosa comes back. I don't agree with you, man. They're 3-2, and and the only two teams they've lost to are the two probable best teams in football in the L.A. Rams and the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, but the problem is the Chiefs play in their division. I I understand that, but I still think they can grab a wild card and make some noise in the playoffs. I mean... This team looks good, man. And when Joey Bosa comes back week eight, this it's going to be a completely different defense. That safety out of Florida State, the rookie, might be defensive player of the year. He's looking really good. He's at least going to be an all-pro. 
Listen, they have a lot of talent. I never disagreed with you on that. And their offense is just rolling. I mean, Melvin Gordon, they pick up Austin Eckler as a undrafted free agent last year. This guy is just electric. They got to find a kicker, man, because they're going to yeah. lose games. They need to find and a head they, coach and if and they a kicker. don't make the playoffs or they lose in an opening round of a playoff game because they can't make a field goal at any point in the game, especially in critical moments, you're going to hearken back to, oh, my God, look at all this talent. Joey Bosa and the defense held them to, you know, 14 points, and the offense was right there and gave them a chance to win, and they couldn't make a kick. Man, kickers and tight ends this year. And I don't trust Anthony Lynn 100%. No, not, I don't trust him 0% at all. I mean, kickers and tight ends in this league have been terrible this year, really bad. I mean, to, like, an all-time low. Yeah, it, it it really makes me scratch my head. I mean, even you look at guys that you trust, like, completely. Uh, Wait till Dan, we get to the Green Bay game. Dan, I, exactly. I was going to say, Dan Bailey only goes three for five on field goals for the for the uh, Minnesota Vikings. And then my, Mason Crosby was, what, one for six or something like he that? He missed four field goals and an extra point. And when we get into that game, we'll talk about it more. But going back to your L.A. Chargers I mean, they definitely have the firepower offensively, and especially, and their defense is solid anyway once they get Bosa back. I don't use this game really as an indicator for me of what they are. Mm-hmm. They beat a bad team. It was nice to see them beat this bad team because we both really dislike the Raiders. But I, I want to see them actually win some games against better competition because the when you look back on the season – you're not going to look at this game and say, yeah, that was the Chargers that we know. Well, we'll have to look ahead and see how see how they do. Uh, I, I still like this team. For the record, I picked them to go to the Super Bowl, but I picked the Saints to win the Super Bowl. So still I, guess half my, of that right. I guess they're my Chargers, but the Saints are, are the real team for me in this league. Um, ne- moving on next, the Bengals are taking control of the AFC North, beating the Dolphins in a hell of a comeback win. Yeah. They look dead at halftime. They really did. And, and boy, have the Dolphins turned back to what they usually are, haven't oh, yeah. they? I mean, that 3-0 and was about as fugazi as you can get. I mean, Dalton's just slinging the ball around. This team's really good. And, and credit to them, too, because that was a game where in he'll the have, past that they'll, they'll lay down and die, and you'll look at how they good, lose that game. He'll have a good regular season. He might make the Pro Bowl this year, but playoff Andy Dalton, come on. Oh, no, agreed. And we even said, I mean, in, the, in our preview and, and up through our, our Wednesday pod so far, I mean, really what he does and what that offense does and team collectively does is, is moot to me. I mean, they have the talent where they should be a playoff team, whether they win the division or not. It's what they do come January that I want to see. But that was a good game for them because they did come back after looking lifeless. And I give them credit because in the past you have seen them have those games where you just look back and shake your head and say, how in the hell did they lose that game? Yeah, no, I mean, that's just Andy Dalton. How in the hell did he throw that pick? Right. How in the hell did he take that sack? How in the hell did he fumble the <laughs> ball? That's Andy Dalton in a nutshell for you. When you really need him, he doesn't come through for you. So they may win this division. Emblematic of are, his coach. Yes, they are in complete control of this division, but... When it comes to the playoffs, I will definitely be picking against them. But moving on to the next game, the Steelers put up a million points, a million on the Atlanta Falcons. And I think the they're still is, scoring. Yeah, I think they're still going. The Steelers look a little bit better, a little bit more together, I guess you would say. That's I a think horrible this, defense that I, Atlanta has, though. Oh, yeah. Well, they lost their two best players That's what for I'm the saying. year. Yeah. And 
I think this was more of a showing of maybe the Falcons aren't as good as we initially thought they're they were. They're not. I, I don't think Leo we, Jones I, still without a touchdown we can this t- year. He had two last year, so this is now becoming a trend. I mean, this is very – this looks a lot like Odell issues with the Giants. I mean, honestly, man – Odell scores, though. Yeah, but not, not nearly as much as he should. I mean, obviously, this is to a much higher degree and a more dramatic scale, but – yeah, I, I don't. I think we can take away the think. I just don't. I, they're just not good. They're not good. They've lost a lot of games, and they only put up 17. This was a tough game for them because they were going on the road away from their dome where they put up a lot of points. But Pittsburgh, we know they can score, and they have the ability to. If they don't, it's because Roethlisberger throws five interceptions. He threw a couple this game, but they, they were able to generate a lot of points in bunches. And I think they, they know that the writing is on the wall. They've got to start winning games within their division because they tied the Browns and they lost to the Ravens. And this week they have a big game against the Bengals. They got to start picking shit up. And if you're losing these home games, if they don't to, win this week, it's over. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. And I, but you know, the only way you can get to that point is if you take care of the task at hand, which was the Atlanta Falcons. And they definitely did that outdoors in Pittsburgh. They had to have that game. They won that game, put up a lot of points, as that offense is capable of doing, even without Le'Veon Bell. So, you know, at least for another week, they're alive in that, you know, what seems like a wide-open division. Yeah, definitely another division that, you know, I don't know how many wins it's going to take. Does it take 10 to win this division? Because we, because we just know that Cincinnati, come crunch time, hasn't delivered. So they can yeah. look as good as they want in September and October. I want to see them finish because they so far in their in their history, especially recent history, have not. Yeah, definitely not. Probably ever have finished. Um, next up, we have Patrick Mahomes taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars. A lot of fun this game. He's only got one touchdown thrown over the last two weeks, but who gives a shit? He got the job done. He had a rushing touchdown last week against the Jaguars. 30 to 14. I mean, that that team pretty much ran for most of that game. And this guy's got perfect weapons on the outside. He's got uh, Tyreek Hill. And then Travis Kelsey is emerging with an aging Gronk as the best tight end in football. This team, man, you know, I, I know their defense really tightened up, first of all. And their defense may not be as good as the Jaguars or some of these other teams. But doesn't really matter when you're consistently going to put up 30 against, well, they put it up against probably the best defense in football, so pretty much anybody. Well, I was very impressed. I was looking forward to this game because you're getting the, the high-scoring offense of Mahomes, who the best quarterback ever, as, as you said, and and also uh, against the top-tier defense that was you know a quarter away from the Super Bowl last year and, and playing up to that level so far this year, shutting out some really good teams. I was, I w- I was really looking forward to the matchup, and that Kansas City offense is super legit. I know they were home, and Arrowhead is a is a nice home field advantage, but can Jalen Ramsey shut the fuck up now? Because he doesn't deliver on anything. This is 30 points. You know, you had your chance to make a big mark, especially on the road. I talked a lot of shit about the Patriots, and they won. But aside from that, Odell lit him up. Yeah, I mean, a lot of guys do. He, he's he's not a, like a Darrell Revis. He's not really ever in a position to make that kind of impact on a team. No, he's not Darrell Revis because Darrell rather. Revis was a guy that could not only play you at the line, which Jalen Ramsey's the best quarter in the league at jamming you and not letting you get off into your break and into your route, but Darrell Revis could also, one, stay with you during your route, read the quarterback eyes, and also figure out which kind of route you're trying to run. Which Ramsey a much smarter does not. Player. No, this guy is a physical physical guy he's definitely fast enough to 
keep up with any wide receiver. But when the guy creates separation like Tyreek Hill, where he ran a couple routes where he just straight up embarrassed him, he is Darrell Revis would in his prime. Would I want to see have Mahomes like hit Tyreek Hill on like a ninety-yard touchdown. It'll happen. It happened year. in the preseason. I think yeah. it's coming. Yeah, especially throw in Andy Reid offense. Seventy yards it's in the air. Definitely, it's definitely written up in uh, one of these games. Oh, I'm sure. And, and another thing to take away from this is Blake obviously Boyle sucks. Yeah, but that's the thing. It's like he changes week to week because there are there are games where his off the offense and the running game and the defense allow him to get comfortable and in a rhythm offensively and feel good in the pocket and, and out of the pocket. And that's a good offensive line and. Even with Fournette out, Yeldon is a great running back. He's been putting up big time numbers, and it, you got to think like, even if I can't believe I'm asking this, but even if with that offensive line, if they had a guy like Eli Manning that can at least move the ball, that was with an the speculation line, last year. Yeah, I, and that's why I said it. I think they would be a better team than this, where Blake Bortles just goes out and you just wonder. Is he just locks in on a target, and if not, he's just going to run out of bounds. I mean, your Jets made him look like. Joe Montana the week before, okay, and he looked you. really good against uh, against even a New England team. Just relax, all right. Maybe if they played better, uh, but yeah, he's he, he's really Jekyll and Hyde, and him and Trubisky are just the same quarterback to me every week. It's like you shit on him, you tell him how awful you are, you get on this podcast, and we talk about how awful they are, and then the next Sunday they're throwing for four touchdowns or six in Trubisky's case. You say, all right, maybe they're capable of this, and then they go right back to what you expect, which is sucking. So, But that was an interesting game that didn't really follow the template I was hoping for. I was really hoping for a super close game down to the, down to the wire, and Would have been a lot of fun, 21-17 games, something like that. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So heading on next, the Browns win again. For the first time on a Sunday, and I believe this might be Hugh Jackson's first win as Browns head coach on a Sunday. Probably is, yeah. Nine I'm to not six going out on a, a limb saying that. Not going out on a limb. No, you are not. Uh, nine to six, the Ravens just, did they even get off the team plane? That's all I have to say about that. That That is not the true Baltimore Ravens. I think this defense is good. Flacco was playing out of his mind with that kick in the ass by drafting Lamar Jackson. You mean they couldn't have looked better against the Steelers? Yeah, I, this isn't the real Ravens, and I think they'll be in playoff contention for the entire for the entirety of the season. Turn the page on this game. Move on, Ravens. This game, you lost to the Browns. Terrible. On the other side, Baker Mayfield still making some plays. I mean, he made some plays that could have cost him the game, and he made some plays that kept them in the game and allowed them to win. But that's what's going to happen when you draft a guy like Baker Mayfield. The guy's going to take chances out there, but he's an electric player. He can make all the throws, and if his wide receivers could catch a goddamn ball, maybe they would be winning by a little bit more. This guy Callaway, who, you know, you saw him on Hard Knocks. He's basically Josh Gordon Jr. getting fucking arrested and all this shit. I hope he gets his shit together, but I hope he gets his shit together on the field, too, because every time he gets targeted, he gets open, he's very fast, very athletic, and then he just drops the ball. That's great. And Jarvis Landry, thanks for your three-yard slant that you get tackled on. Is that a first down? No, it's not. (laughs) So, yeah, the guy leads the league in catches and yards every single year, but it's on 100 million catches for three yards, and that doesn't do much for an offense. You know who they could use? Josh Gordon. Well, they could use Josh Gordon if he plays, but yeah, I mean, what I, take, I don't know. Nice catch on the Patriots. He's on Tom, the Patriots now, man. It's just <laughs> a different environment. Touchdown. It's a different environment. I mean, we both. As long as he could stay on the field, we expected him to be good. But going on to the back to the Browns for a on, minute. Yeah. No, just to just to finish up on the Browns, 
that defense is really freaking good. That defense is really good. And, and I think we can get past the point of wondering how teams lay eggs offensively against them. They have the personnel to shut down teams. Oh, definitely. It's always been about whether they can score enough points to allow that defense to set back People talk and a be lot aggressive. of shit about them drafting Baker number one and Denzel Ward number whatever, four or whatever yeah, they four. did pick him. That guy's really good. He's really good. Well, you and know, he may not be the best tackler, but he can cover anybody and he can make a lot of plays on the ball. Listen, the cornerstone defense. He's got like three strip three strips this year. Yeah, the the cornerstone defensive positions are elite pass rusher, check with Miles Garrett, and lockdown corner, check in Denzel Ward. So they've got those two covered. The rest of the defense can feed off those guys. They generate a lot of pressure and they're good at taking care of plays in the secondary. Does Peppers do anything on this team? Does he even play? I don't even know. I did see him. Yeah, actually, he had a pick this week, but that was it was weird. Like nice I, to I totally forgot he was in the league. Um, but yeah, I, going to the Browns, I just they can be they could be five and zero. I won't say should be, but they could be five and zero. Yeah, maybe if Bill Belichick was coaching the team. You don't like Hugh Jackson? Moving on to the Buffalo Bills, they won their second game, thirteen to twelve over the Tennessee Titans. God damn it, Mike Vrabel! What are you doing out there? The Your Buffalo boy. Bills be Josh Allen's making enough plays to win. He's a lot more athletic than I think what a lot of people anticipated. He ran for yet another touchdown this week. Shady McCoy looks a little bit older, but doesn't matter. I mean, they're two games they won. It was the Josh Allen show, and their defense is playing really more well. On the, yeah, more on Corey the ground. Davis got shut down by that uh, by that corner that they drafted last year as well. So. I mean, maybe they really didn't need uh, the guy who who uh, quit mid mid game. I forgot his name. <laughs> Vontae Davis. Vontae yeah. Davis. I guess they have a better corner out there, and their safeties are pretty good as well. So, their defense is is a lot is a lot more you know co- decent than I than I had expected, and I think they're a little bit underrated at this point. Yeah, I'm not going to go too crazy. I mean, would they give up 22 to, to Green Bay the week before, which I guess is a is a accomplishment given you're playing Rodgers? But no, it's not. Because this is not Green Bay that we remember. No, but I think anytime you go in and you say we're going to hold Rodgers to 22 points, I think that that's you know still in your psyche as a team, it's somewhat of a a moral win, even though you're against that term. The thing with the Bills is they can be sneaky, and I think what we've learned about this the league this year more so that now than ever is there's just not enough good teams in the league or like surefire good teams in the league where you can assume you're going to win a game. Like the Jets go out there and kick the shit out of the Lions and we think the Lions are horrible and now they've won some games. The Broncos hung in there tight against the Chiefs, could have won that game. They fly across country to the Jets who were reeling and the Jets kicked their asses. You've had now the Bills go into Minnesota and win and now take a game against a Tennessee team that has come off some nice wins. It just is a trickle-down effect. There, yep. There's a lot of parity in this league, and I don't think the Bills are very good. Josh Allen's done a lot more with his legs than he has with his arm. At least that shows he's a dual threat. But it just I, I think it's more about the competition than it is them. The only surefire win is when you're playing the New York Giants, but moving on to oh, the New England you. Patriots. You're so right. They, <laughs> Unless you're they, the Houston Texans, I guess. Yeah, they, they played they played a pretty good game against the Indianapolis Colts who are in, decimated by injury, just completely ravaged. But the thing I take away from this is the Patriots offense, especially with Edelman back and Josh Gordon actually catching a touchdown. It's starting to round into form, and by the end of the year, come on, bro. They're going to be probably a top two seed in the AFC. They're going to get a bye, and they're going to be 
just A-OK. From the other side of the ball, Andrew Luck had literally nobody. T.Y. Hilton sat this game out. Jack Doyle is still hurt. Eric Ebron, who is the king of drops, had a great game. And Naheem Hines played really well as uh, on top of that. Andrew Luck doesn't matter. He's really rounding into form. Doesn't matter who is catching the ball for him. He can move the ball regardless. Yeah, I mean, it does show that his shoulder's back because he threw the ball about 135 times between Sunday and Thursday, which obviously shows that it's healthy, whether they're short passes or not. He does move the ball around, and he moves the ball down the field. The Patriots are exactly what we thought they were going to be. What was that great term? The Bears are who we thought they were. Now it's the Patriots, of course. Listen, their statement win was that game against Miami. They showed no mercy and killed them at home. They were getting another home game against an Indianapolis team that, yeah, they're sneaky and they got luck back. But as you said, they can't. They they've got nobody. That defense is eh. And a lot of good young players on it, that defense. Brady's going to torch them, yep. especially at home in New England. And they are now settling in with Josh Gordon entrenched in that offense and knowing the playbook. He's got Edelman back as that safety net making plays and and James White has really established himself as a as a premier weapon in that offense as opposed to really a complementary weapon in that offense. Patriots just are going to keep rolling and and as I said down the as the stretch goes, you know, not breaking any news here, they're going to be right there like they always are. They don't play enough good teams. There aren't enough good teams and they always round into form as the calendar flips from October to November and particularly into December. They'll get a bye. They'll hopefully cement home field. I don't see another team other than perhaps the Chiefs taking that away from them. I'm really looking forward to this Sunday to see two two of the game's best, one at the twilight of his career, although you'd never know it, and one starting his career. Yeah, that's going to be a really good matchup because everything that the Patriots are weak at, the Kansas City Chiefs do well. Patriots are really slow on defense. The Kansas City Chiefs are very, very, very fast on offense. So that should be an interesting game. I kept it off my picks this week because I just don't know. Three-and-a-half-point favorite Would for the Patriots. Would never touch that game. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to let that one be. But moving on to the L.A. Rams. Sorry, I almost said St. Louis there. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Is, dude, this is not 2013. Of course they didn't cover. Of course, because that was my <laughs> sperm bank pick of the week. Not off to a good start with your sperm bank pick of the week. But I'm going to keep rolling it out there just because it's a great segment. They beat the Seattle Seahawks 33-31. to Great coaching job by Sean McVay having Jared Goff go for it there. It was a ballsy play. And well, it's ballsy and it's great because it worked. They well, were in their own territory. If they don't get that, Seattle has a short field. They kick a field goal to win that game. Great play by Sean McVay. <laughs> it's right? that's you my just don't want to go against your dad. Exactly, and it works. So what the hell can you say about it? Really fun game to watch. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how the Rams play this week. I think there's a very good, probably 98% chance that um, Cook does, Cooks does not play this game. He got hit really hard, and he's out with a concussion. Not to mention, he had that concussion in the Super Bowl. I was just going to say, this is another one. This, I mean, he's got to start questioning his football career. Yeah, and then Cooper Cup also went out with a concussion. But this is his first, so it's looking a little bit better for him. Uh, I read some news today that it's likely that he's going to play. You got Robert Woods, you got Cooper Cup, and they got a few other tight ends and wide receivers down there. Not to mention. They have Todd fucking Gurley in the backfield. I think Jared Goff and that team will be all right moving on. Uh, Seahawks, I mean, Russell Wilson finally played a game like Russell Wilson does. He was making plays out there. 
The defense is not much. I really wish that Earl Thomas didn't get hurt because I would have loved to have seen him on Kansas City if he got traded, but this defense is a nothing. I think they're going to be playing in a lot of high-scoring games this year. Yeah, I mean, Seattle fed off the home field. That was good for them. I mean, it was a competitive game. I wasn't expecting it to be. Remember last year, L.A. went into Seattle and just kicked the living shit out of them, and I think they had a bad taste in their mouth. You got to remember, even though there's really not many people left from that Super Bowl team, there is a culture there from Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll. And they, when you establish a culture of winning, at least at some point early in your career, you're not going to lay down and die in a lot of those games. And there is an element of pride that comes into it. At the end of the day, they just don't have enough talent. And the Rams are far superior in that. And they were able to hold on for that win in a tough environment. I mean, yep. that was going to be that's going to be the hardest game that they play again for a while. So that was a good win for them. Yeah, that game was a lot of fun to watch. It's always nice to see them take on a little adversity. You know, like great teams never can skate by. I know that final in, against Minnesota was a really tough game, that great Thursday game. But that was an offensive game. They were home. They were slinging the ball around. They played about as well as they could. This was a game where they were fighting uphill a little bit in a really tough environment, which is going to be you know, reflective of some playoff atmosphere for them. So I thought that was a good test. Get that out of the way now. You passed with a win. It's on to the next one for the Rams. All right, moving on. Josh Rosen and the Arizona Cardinals get their first win. You look good. I think he threw the ball 10 times, so I really don't. I think he completed the ball 10 times, 10 for like 18 or something like that. So no, but he made from, good throw. Those throws were solid. Though. Yeah, one good throw. His deep ball to Christian Kirk, that was a great throw. But aside from that, uh, they, they did what they they did what they did what had to do. They ran the ball a little bit. Nice and their defense did, performance. Their defense did a good job. Yeah, I mean, they got to feel bad for a guy like Larry Fitzgerald. Such a great career, and to be playing the last couple years in Arizona where it's just this team is not good and there's really nobody to get the ball to him so far. I mean, Rosen could be good, but I don't think he will for a few years. It's tough they to better see. hope it's before that. I mean, what I was going to say was their their defense looked pretty solid. I mean, they held Beathard in, in check. Because Jones, he looked okay as first start. Defensive player of the week. So, I mean, yeah, this team is going to be in the bottom four. They're going to be down there with the New York Giants, the Buffalo Bills, and and maybe a few others. I had to throw my another Giants shot in there. You're a rat. <laughs> Listen, get over it. You won two Super Bowls in the past few you years. You can't continue so. to say that. I absolutely nobody can. Cho- nobody asked you to pick the Jets. Whatever, dude. I'm moving on because we got we have Sam Darnold. So enjoy Shaquan. Enjoy Shaquan Barkley. But moving on to the next game, the Vikings beat the struggling Eagles 33-31 to in Philadelphia. I can only imagine what it's like in Philly right now. They must be just in pure panic mode or they're just enjoying their Super Bowl win still. I think it's a combination of both. I think that they're still enjoying that Super Bowl run. Jay Ajayi now out for the year, so I'm sure they're going to try to find themselves another running back. Maybe Le'Veon Bell, who knows? I read a report that they are not interested in Le'Veon Bell. They're actually, believe it or not, more interested in Shady McCoy than they are Le'Veon Bell. A little reunion with him? Probably a little bit cheaper. Maybe he could leave some better restaurant tips down there in Philadelphia (laughs) than he did the last time. That's fucking great. Um, but no, I mean, what I take away from them is is that they're obviously not complete. Wentz made some plays, but he still looks a little shaky out there. They're going to round into form. This division is just so fucking bad. That, that is, they, the, they're that gonna is be, the one thing that the th- Phillies have an advantage of is that this division is just terrible. Yeah, I mean, they, the, the thing with the Eagles is that 
you know, I'm sure they're resting on their laurels and they have a little bit of a Super Bowl hangover. How could you not, unless you're the Patriots who are used to being there every year? It, it's easy. We've seen what has happened to some uh, most notable teams that have either won or been there who haven't been there before. The thing for me with them is get into round into form. You play nobody in your own division. Get Wentz back healthy. You're going to win it by default. And just make sure that you have your your best team and the best momentum going into the postseason. And Jay Ajayi isn't isn't uh, not that he's a ba- an easy loss, but he's not the toughest because if you don't remember that whole Super Bowl run and all of last year from when they got him, he was the lead back, but that was more of a running back by committee thing. And they they have Corey Clement, they have uh, another player that I forgot. I think it's Wendell Smallwood. Yeah, maybe. Wendell and Smallwood. And they also have Darren Sproles coming back as well. Yeah, but the thing about Ajayi is he is that change of pace back. He runs super hard. He He's great on third downs. And he might not be what he was in Miami, but he's a big loss for them. I, he he did a lot for that offense, I think, as a, as a security net for, uh, for Carson Wentz, too. So I, I think that they're going to be... I think that they're going to miss him. But once again, it's not going to matter too much. They've got this division locked up. They can go through the motions. They can kind of, I mean, to me, they're the parallel of the Cleveland Indians in baseball. You're going to win your division by default. Get into the playoffs with the best team you've got and hope for the best. All right, so moving on, the Lions beat up on the Green Bay Packers, your Green Bay Packers, the way you were defending Aaron Rodgers earlier. Um, I defended Aaron Rodgers. Oh no! What a hard, <laughs> what a what a terrible insider. Listen, I am. Aaron Rodgers is clearly hurt. This team's defense is decimated and not very good. But at you all. know he looked better in that Buffalo game than he had at any other. Point. I agree with you. Their wide receivers are hurt as well. Cobb and Allison were both out last week. Aaron Jones is coming. He is going to be that lead back by the end of the year. He's a great running back. I better hope so. By far the best running back on that team. He got suspended for two games, but he's going to be. A huge improvement on the running game for them. On the other side, the Detroit Lions played really well. Matt Stafford really didn't have to throw the ball that much. They kind of just ran the ball after that. I don't know. Did I underestimate my guy Matt Patricia, the not, pencil pusher? <laughs> the pencil pusher. Not there yet. Uh, not going to make that claim yet. But I got to tell you, I, I going into the year, I thought they were the definition of average, and I think they are still. But carry on Johnson out of Auburn gives them a dimension from the running back position that they haven't they had run in a more. while. I, I think they're going to start doing start it more, but when you have a Matthew game. Stafford at quarterback, they're going to use him so much more and allow him to throw the ball 55 times a game. Does it say in Theo Ritter's contract that every time you run a passing play to the running back, you have to throw it to him? Is that like a clause in his contract? Because start throwing um, the other guy the ball a little bit more. I have never seen well, him get a pass. Johnson was used to being in a very open offense at Auburn. I mean, exactly. He, he was in that RPO offense that they run so well down there. Uh, so very much used to running in between tackles, hard runs, breaking to the outside, and being able to catch the ball out of the flat and, and make, some, make some guys miss in the open field. Um, but he, he's an exciting player. If you're, if you're a Lions fan or, or if you're just watching them or have any kind of fantasy stakes, he's a guy to really pay attention to, especially as this season goes on. I think they'll give him more carries. Theo Riddick, obviously. But we got to get to the kicker, the most glamorous position on the field, right? Fucking Mason Crosby misses four field goals and an extra point, causing them to lose. And it's hard because he's been so good for so long, and not only good but dependable, making 
you know, clutch kick after clutch kick in all these postseason games and, and that Super Bowl run that they it's had in 2010. It's not just him, man. It's, I don't know it's what's an epidemic. in the air this year. I it's don't know like, what they're feeding these guys. It's like an epidemic of, of, of shitty kicking. Like, everybody who yeah. is usually as good as it comes, you have to hold your breath now regardless of who you are rooting for. To be honest, the only guy who I really haven't seen had a bad, have a bad miss this year because Lutz missed a couple. I think he missed an extra point for, uh, for New Orleans down there was Vinatieri. I don't think Vinatieri's had a bad miss yet, but aside from that, I've seen yeah, and, and every big time kicker miss. Yeah, and you've had your, you know, it's funny in a week where you know a, a really good kicker misses five, and well, with one being the extra point that Graham Gano of the Panthers, yes, I'll take into my own Giants, was able to hit a sixty-three yarder that was good from seventy. So it really is, it, it, it's there's no science to it this year. There's you can't really feel good about anybody's kicker. Unless you're a Vinatieri or a Goskowski, who seems like he's always consistent. But the best kickers, I mean, Dan Bailey missing for Minnesota. There are teams that are snake bit. I mean, we know whoever goes to Minnesota is going to miss a big field goal. Whoever goes to L.A. for the Chargers is going to miss a big field goal. Greg Zerline's hurt in L.A. It looks For the Rams, it looks like he's going to miss a game. But he's yeah, missed a few. Yeah, but so, so you know. To me, I'm sure people are like, Jesus Christ, they're really talking about the kicking. But I think how can you start, not? You got to start going for two. Shit, man. I, I mean, I think that's. I think pe- personnel-wise, coaches have to be like lining up and saying that's going to be our primary method because you can't count on these guys. I mean, even the best ones are, are fucking up royally this year. So Mason Crosby cost Aaron Rodgers and the Packers a chance to win this football game, and that's a bad loss in division. And Rodgers has been really hard on the offense, but he needs to be harder on the defense as well if he's going to start critiquing people uh, all around. And Mike, he, Mike McCarthy Mike o- has to go soon. He has just shackled Aaron Rodgers. I You're agree. going through your prime with Aaron Rodgers on this kind of team. It's crazy. A leg slap. You are upset. I completely agree with that, but when you talk about Aaron Rodgers criticizing, the guys won a Super Bowl. It's fucking Aaron Rodgers. It's not Odell Beckham, who's never won really anything in this league. So it's you, a little bit different. Are you saying, though, that with some of these teams that we've seen go to the Super Bowl in the NFC, that if Rodgers had a better coach and a better team around him, that he wouldn't have been able to oh, win no. the second one? That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying that... I'm defending Aaron Rodgers in the sense that, yeah, he's pretty much doing the Odell Beckham thing where he's calling out his teammates, oh, but I the gotcha. guy yeah. has the bravado and the the track record to do that, whereas Odell Beckham really doesn't. He's got a great regular season stats. He's statistically the greatest wide receiver ever to start his career. I don't think he'll finish that way. Jerry Rice is still better, but... He has not won a thing in this league, and he has not, no leg to stand on. That's been my complaint with Odell the whole time. He, as to why they have to give him the contract. He was a Super Bowl MVP or something like that. By all means, say whatever you want, but you're not there yet, man. No. You had a nice one-handed catch against the Cowboys, and you're one of the most talented players ever to Listen, come into this they league. They don't lose because of him, but they don't win because of him. And, and as and going back to Rodgers is, you know, he's got he doesn't he makes more players that should have no business playing into something. Then, then I guess Brady's really the only one that that does that to a higher degree than Aaron Rodgers does. But he really has been shackled by by Mike McCarthy. Yeah, he's got to go. Yeah, he I really mean, does. he he should have been gone a while ago. But Aaron Rodgers has saved his job countless times. That seat getting really that just know Deshaun really Kaiser sitting there to back him up if he takes another bad hit. Oh yeah. All right. So moving on to the final game, and this game was very fun. Drew Brees sets the NFL passing yardage record. 
Um, and I texted you that he's the second greatest quarterback of all time behind, of course, Tom Brady. I, I don't know how you feel about that. I just think this guy ha- has had an incredible career from San Diego, not signing with your guy, Nick Saban, which you should be really grateful for in the Miami Dolphins, going down to New Orleans and just breaking all kinds of records with Sean Payton. This guy... When it's all they also won the game, by the way. Let me just say Oh, yeah, that. going away against the uh, Alex Smith. The Rock Washington Deadskins. Yeah. Oh, my God. And real quick, before we talk about Breeze, can we just say, could you show a team less respect than by going out on the field with, like, the Hall of Fame guy with the gloves and bringing on the oh entire family God. and friends? I texted you. What did this guy fucking graduate high school? They gave him a certificate. The referee gave him a certificate on field. What the, the fuck is this? And then the next referee threw a flag for for excessive celebration. This is just the dumbest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. <laughs> that was seen. a bad mark for the NFL. It just looked so bad. Like, oh, you forgot another team The NFL did something playing. wrong again? Yeah, I know, right? Like, stop me when you heard this story before. Hilarious, though, that, like... Y- I had to remind myself as the Yankees were just getting their asses handed to them that, oh, right, there's another team playing in this game because all they were talking about was Breeze. I mean, they Rightfully panned out, so, and there was a guy crying in the stands. Oh, my God. I texted you that when I saw I was like, is this guy crying over a quarterback? And don't setting? get me wrong. He's done a lot for the city. Oh, I he's get probably it, donated millions. On, like, man. I, I know he re- he helped this city come back from like, the hurricane. That would be the equivalent shit, of you crying on. for Sean McVay winning a Super Bowl. Like, well, like come on. Let's not hold it. Let's not <laughs> you know, hold me to that. <laughs> I might. But let's get into this Breeze conversation because I think it's a good one. Before we just discuss like what how great he is and where he stacks up all time, think about where his career trajectory, how that has altered so many other teams, organizations, and programs. Right? If his shoulder, if he never got hurt, you would have had him in his prime to be there with Ladanian Tomlinson and uh, Sean Merriman and Antonio Gates out there when they were the San Diego Chargers. There's a good chance that if they win a Super Bowl. Because there were a couple t- times during that span where you still had Manning choking for Indianapolis, and and there were some weaker Patriot teams. If they win a Super Bowl, they probably get another stadium built, and they're still probably there. Yeah, and then again, and then if they he don't draft th- Eli number one overall, right? Then, and they don't and need they don't and they don't need Rivers. Rivers. So who knows where Eli goes? So maybe the Giants don't get the two Super Bowls. Who knows where Rivers goes? Maybe that team wins a little bit more because they're in a better situation. Then he then he actually hurts his shoulder, goes to Miami, and the GM wanted no part of him. Fails his physical supposedly. Yep. And your Dante guy, Culpepper ends up being the quarterback for Nick Saban. Yes. And, and say what you want about Saban as a head coach in the NFL, because obviously it's not good. He was. But are you telling? Are you telling me that Nick Saban as a head coach wouldn't have at least gotten a crack at a Super Bowl? So yeah, the domino with, effect with Drew Brees to, at quarterback for the Dolphins and maybe challenging the Patriots every yep. year in the AFC East. That's another thing. The domino and effect. Then, the Dolphins could be a Super Bowl team. Alabama and Saban never goes to Alabama. Never becomes the next, the arguably the greatest dynasty in college football of all time. And so, the other team we haven't mentioned are the New Orleans Saints. Of or course, not the New Orleans Saints. Listen, there were talks in the mid two thousands even before Katrina that the owner could not wait to get out of New Orleans because all they had been was a perpetual losing team, that Superdome, even though it still hosts a Super Bowl now and then and some college football championship games, is really not a great place to watch or play football. They were talking about San Antonio. They were talking about some other markets. So they might not be in San, they might not be in New Orleans. So 
this guy has had an incredible amount tied to him. And then talking about him from a just a pure talent standpoint where he stacks up all time. Listen, to me, I want to get your take on it too. Passing records are going to just mean nothing soon. Because, oh, not at all. Because it's, it's, a, different it's a different league now. I mean, when you talk about greatest quarterbacks of all time, people who are old enough to have ever watched Johnny Unitas are going to say he's the best. But that offense, the way or football, Joe Montana, yeah, and so on how and so it was, forth. How it was run back then, that's what made uh, Dan Marino so revolutionary, the way that he threw the footballs almost all the time, which now is second to none. Everybody does that, even the young guys. So it's it's really crazy to me. I He definitely is up there statistically all time. He'll finish... But even but Brady's right behind him. Like in the next game, I think Brady could catch what what he just did. So he's really right there. He's won one Super Bowl. He's you know I think his team has had 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 opportunities to win more. I think honestly, man, you're going to see Aaron Rodgers have finished his career just statistically, not you know the whole domino effect that we just went over. It's going to be him and Drew Brees that are like, these guys put up incredible stats. They made all of their wide receivers so, so you much do, money. You do believe that Brees is, your, is the second best of all time? As of right now, statistically and just from what he came back from and all that other stuff, I probably put it him one, uh, sorry, Brady one, of course, him two, and then Peyton Manning third. Do you put, him, just do you put him ahead of Peyton because of now that he broke the record? Or do you put him ahead of Peyton? Because right now I still have Peyton ahead of him because he's got the two rings. I know the second year wasn't really him. I don't care about the second Brock Osweiler could have won that Super Bowl for all I care. Honestly, I mean, he was literally a little bit better. No, we can't Brock take it Osweiler. away from him. No, not at all. And honestly, this is probably me just talking about there how are I'm some younger. quarterbacks who. Because if somebody's older, they're gonna come on this or email us at, at sorry sports at yahoo. Where they can say fuck you, or they're like gonna you tweet mentioned. us, you know, at sorry sports Twitter, and they're gonna be like John Montana was the greatest, and I'm sure they all were. But this is just my top three. Yeah, I mean, you you've watched him. This in is his mine. Prime. Don't take it away from me. Just for wax, man. But so yeah, angry that, that's it. my top three. Are you gonna I, start crying about this like the like the fan was down there? <laughs> no, I'm not. I, I, that's my top three. Those are the guys that I've seen through my childhood, and, and I just think that Drew Brees made every single one of his teammates better. I mean, come on. Can well, you, you can't name, argue that. Can you name the best wide receiver that Drew Brees has ever played with? Because Peyton Manning has played with two Hall of Famers, Marvin Harrison and Reggie Wayne. Yeah, and his supporting cast in, in Denver wasn't too bad either. Uh, um, oh yeah, I'm just. Definitely, about no, definitely Colts, not. Peyton Manning. I mean, not to mention that's that actually he had the, a really one good of the point. best offensive lines ever. Yeah, that's and a, great running games. Yeah, that's a really good point. I mean, I definitely would never claim that New Orleans has ever had horrible running games. I mean, Ingram's still good. They have Kamara. They had Darren Sproles for a while. They were always able to Who's generate. Who's his best wide receiver? Is it Joe Horn? Yeah, Marcus, Marcus Colston. Colston. Right. I mean, I mean probably now, Jimmy like, Graham was his best wide receiver best from the wide tight receiver end position. Now, I mean, the two best wide rec- receivers period that he's ever had are Jimmy Graham for a very short period of time and Michael Thomas who is an insane wide receiver but he's only had him for three years right Marcus Colston and him had a really good rapport for a few years there too that's not Reggie Wayne and that's not Marvin Marvin Harrison Harrison. no it most certainly is not and they're probably not even you know Demarius Thomas for for an extended period of time so at all um, so yeah, no, I think that's a really good point out of you to discuss. You know wh- what he's made, and I think that's what makes Brady the best. Is aside from that one year with or t- a couple of years with Randy Moss, where they never even won amazingly with him. Yeah, the best player was Dion Branch. Yeah, best he's made Dion Branch. Well, 
and he's made Edelman and he's made Gronkowski and and just anybody. I mean, to, for a quarterback, excluding to make Gronk, guys I think like excluding that. Gronk and Moss, I think he's made every single player because Dude, he Gronk, went to a Super Bowl or with or they lost that championship game to Indianapolis with Rashad Caldwell being his number oh, one. I'm target. not disagreeing with you at all. My one point is that I think Gronk would be great on any team. Right. Yeah. I mean, he's a freak. But no, that that was me more feeding into your yeah into absolutely. your into your uh, argument because really, what has he had that's dynamic he's not bringing a single wide receiver to, absolutely to the hall of fame brady's brady's the goat i mean come on five super bowls the guy is just an absolute animal he won't eat a strawberry won't eat a tomato whatever him and guerrero are doing i want some of it but oh you wouldn't do any of that oh stop it i wouldn't heartbeat if i had the money but uh moving on to just review this game because that's what we are doing on this podcast oh we still have to review this game the redskins are just you know repping the nfc east they are just it's status quo out there let's just lose every fucking game we possibly can hand the division to the eagles and then the eagles will lose in the first or second round of the super bowl the sure I mean, the playoffs yeah i mean that's definitely how it's looking like Honestly, these teams are so underwhelming to me because they don't do anything really that well, and they do oh, a lot of all. things bad. All yeah, of them. No, not at all. They're not well coached. They they don't have a good offense. They don't have great quarterbacks. One team has a really good running back, and, and they also but have also, bad penalties. They're also one of those weird teams, though, that I'm never surprised if they win because they do have Alex Smith and they have some personnel. I was just talking about the NFC in general aside yeah. from the Eagles. Right. I mean, they – the Redskins have won a couple games. I'm like, all right, I see that. Like they, I, I'm not shocked that they won. You know, they're not. The and they're Bills. better than this. They are definitely better than they're, this. The odds were stacked up against them. Monday night when e, when the schedule came out, ESPN was probably circling this game and saying, "Oh yeah, we know what's at stake here." Yeah. And Breeze is playing at home where and they that's put why up there was yards all and that, points, that like whole crazy mid-game ceremony. And, and I'm, even if you want to do that shit at halftime or at the end of the game, fine. You. That was like a three-minute thing. I'm not going to keep going on into it. was longer than that. I mean, I had a, I was switching between the baseball, and I'm like, please, you're not going to make me check on the Yankee game right now, are you? <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I, I'm going we'll, we'll to... At 11 off, to 1? Like, we'll move on. off of this topic, but talking about the 2018-19 New Orleans Saints, that defense is rounding into form. And They're Davenport, who they drafted out of, I don't know, was it New Mexico State or something like that? Looks like an absolute... Savage now, and we mentioned him a few weeks ago. We didn't even know if he was on the field, but he murdered Alex Smith a few of those hits. And I'm shocked that he didn't get one of those roughing the passer penalties, but this defense is definitely rounding into form. My MVP candidate's right there, and my Super Bowl champion pick is right there. Yeah, I'm going to hold off a little bit on, on saying that their defense is rounding into the form. You know, they played the Giants, who hit 30 points for the first time in three years this past weekend, and they played the Redskins, who are always capable of having a clunker. So until they play a really elite offense, that's when I'll, that's when I'll make that point. But, yes, they've definitely started getting better. All right, so let's just talk about some news around the league. There's two things that I want to go into talking about. That's the Jay Ajayi injury. We went into that a little bit more, but I think these two things kind of coincide with each other. So unless the Eagles want to go with the running back by committee of Wendell Smallwood, Corey Clement, and Darren Sproles, who's coming off um, IR uh, very soon. I think he had an ACL last year. They're going to have to go out and get a running back. I would not be shocked if they use this committee of running back, but that brings us into our next point of Le'Veon Bell, who says he is going to sign during the bye right after um, week six. They go into a bye week. Really nice to get paid for, for doing nothing during a bye week. Um, and then he says he's going to play. So what, do you think that he stays in, in Pittsburgh or is he going to be moved? 
I mean, it's looking a lot like it. I, I that he's going to stay. I, I wonder who's going to put down the kind of asking price that Pittsburgh wants. Well, you for says him. that his price is going down by the minute. And what is he worth right now? Is he worth a fifth round pick? I don't know. I think it depends on the team and how bad somebody needs him. I I really do believe that there are teams who, within the next few weeks, are going to suffer injuries at the running back position, and they yeah. look at their at their situation and say. Yeah, if we get a Le'Veon Bell in here, we could probably make a run because well, he can do that even if he hasn't played all what year. Waiting till week seven did to him and to the into the Steelers is that you cross off all those teams that aren't in it, and you cross right. and you also cross off the teams that have discovered a running back. Right, which happens um, all the time. Yeah, you cross off you cross off the Cardinals. You cross off the well, the Giants were never on the list anyways with Shaquan. But you cross off teams like the Jets that are they're doing fine with their running game. That's they just the broke thing, a record, though, man. Like and the, that's what's tough. It's you do this at the beginning of the year. You can find running backs again. How many times do I have to say you don't draft a running back at two? But this isn't about the Giants. Um, I, I, I definitely think that there's going to be a team that emerges and says, you know what, we're either, especially in the AFC, I mean, there's that AF, there's a lot in the AFC that's wide open. And I would be surprised if the Eagles don't sniff around. I know they're saying that they won't, but he makes a lot of sense on yeah, that team. He's it's does. not like a giant is coming back week 14. He's He'd be done. a really nice safety net for Carson Wentz to have when he's feeling a lot of pressure. Team that I'm looking at, Tennessee Titans. Yeah, they could use they could open they could up use that a offense. facelift, and they could really open up that offense. Corey Davis is explosive. Deion Lewis has not been everything they had hoped, and Derrick Henry fell off a cliff. Yeah, I, I was just about to say that. I don't know if they don't like him. I don't know if he he tried to sleep with Vrabel's wife or something, but he is if not he did, touching that's a power the ball. Move that's a Saban move right <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, absolutely. But I I mean that would be a really interesting move for them because he would absolutely change their offense. But we'll have to see what the Eagles and what Le'Veon Bell and the I Steelers still do within stays. the next few I weeks. I think the I think yeah, the I Pittsburgh think, Steelers recognize too that they do need him yeah i think having a running back tandem of, of him with james connor is just a good it's i just think a if good they lose to the hand. falcons it yeah. might be a different story because their season's seemingly over at what one well now they're playing the Bengals now yeah no yeah, i know yeah, but i'm yeah. saying last week had they right. lost to the falcons i think their season's pretty much over yeah definitely I so agree maybe with you they look to just get whatever they can for them whether it's a six and a compensatory or whatever you want to call it but what is the value of that though? Is is a six rounder and and getting rid of the headache and a con, and a compensatory whatever I can't even say the word <laughs> compensatory pick. I'll let you I say that. Well I think done. it's worth it to, to for a guy that's not going to resign and you're but not going to resign. Do you think resign. that you could use him though down the stretch and maybe into a playoff run? Like I think he's more valuable to them than that six round pick. Not for a guy who's not going to resign, especially I'm saying hypothetically Just for if this they year because this you. you I really feel that this Steeler team is a very much win-now team. I was just saying if they lost um, last week to the Falcons. But let's move on to our picks because there is that news is very stale right now. Nothing's coming out no. from the Bell camp or from the Steelers camp. So let's, re-pick our, uh, let's recap our picks from last week. I'll go first. I went fucking this is one a fun and three. Segment. I was looking forward to this. Kansas City Chiefs minus three at home. They definitely covered that game. Carolina Panthers... At home, they did not cover that game, but they won. It was a good feeling. 
Jets at home. Jets at home favored by two and a half. Uh, I picked that game wrong. I picked the Broncos, and I went against your boys. I really shouldn't have. I should have seen the writing on the wall. Coming off a short week, the Broncos aren't that good. That defense isn't that good. Are you gonna say that I'm smarter than you in that pick? No, not at all. Maybe at the end of the year, if that's one, if that's our bet. Again, guys, why don't you email us at sorrysportsyahoo.com with some bet ideas. Um, and that, cause I'm not, I'm not trying to take Sean out to dinner or do something stupid like that. Let's get something funny in here. Oh, agreed. I, don't, I don't mind it. I want something embarrassing. The one that really broke my heart. This one was tough. My sperm bank pick of the week. <laughs> LA Rams. Your starts at Seattle minus great. seven. I thought Sean McVay was going to run up the score. Like it was a college game on this one. Did and you have a conversation with your dad after the game and ask him what was going on? Well, he just told me that, you know, missing Tlaib and, P- and Peter still clearly being hurt was really tough. And I told him to go fuck himself. I was, <laughs> I was really cordial about it. Um, all right. So let's move on to your picks uh, at Carolina Please. at home. That one was wrong, but then you went on a run here. You had the Jets at um, home against Denver. I felt good about that. Yeah, that was a nice call right there. I hate rooting against the Jets. But remember, I, I, I changed I on it. the I changed on the dime after we had talked about so all the constant. So change. you're admitting this was more luck than anything else? Oh hell no! I'm saying that I made a great pick by changing the course of action and saying good job. This is Thumbs what I know up I'm on doing. that one. I already mentioned Carolina. Uh, they beat the Giants, or they um, they covered against. They did not cover against the Giants. Excuse me. Um, wait a minute here. This is a technical error, and I'm just gonna go over this on the air. Sean was actually fucking two and two this week, so he still beat me. That's on me. I'm stupid. I'm an idiot. But you took Atlanta at Pittsburgh. They they were a three point underdog, and they got smacked. So half my bad, half fuck you. You're still not above 500. And then. You got this one right. This was a good pick. Cincinnati at Miami. That was a close game, and you pulled that one out. Can I ask you a question? You're the one recording this shit. You wrote three and one and tweeted that out. I tweeted it out, but Next I didn't time tweet look it. at it. All right. Well, I'm sorry, everyone. Two and two, and I still win. Everybody That's makes better mistakes, than one and but three. I'm, I'm too lazy to redo this it. whole pod. You are you are two and one, so you are one game up on me in the standings. Goddamn right. We're <laughs> we're literally what five weeks into this and i think you're sitting at 500 maybe which says which much more me. about you than but it does let's move me. on let's move on to our picks this week my bad everyone but fuck sean he's two and two so the well, new york giants much better than one and three yeah you're right good good one dude so Thanks, the new man. york giants are at home this thursday night against the philadelphia eagles what are you, what are you feeling about this one I'm taking the New York Giants in this game. Ooh, me too, my friend. Me All right. too. And, Minus and three is a little too high for me. I think yeah, the, Eagles the Eagles take this haven't, game. Yeah, I do too. The Eagles haven't played great, but I, I think the Eagles take this game, but I think it's going to be another really close one. The Giants are getting Olivier Vernon back. He should add a, somewhat of a dimension to the pass rush game. And, and honestly, the defense hasn't played horribly. They're just on the field a lot. I think the Giants can score points against this Philadelphia defense. If not now, then when? They have to win another game in this division that's basically on its hands and knees begging for the Giants to make somewhat of a move to keep this division interesting. This is the perfect opportunity to do it. I don't think they're going to because I haven't seen them do anything that's been clutch in a while, but I do think they're going to keep it close enough to where that minus three 
is uh is coverable all right so let's move on to the other team the jets are at home on sunday at one o'clock both teams are at home this week they are playing the indianapolis colts the jets are favored by two and a half points i have the colts on this one i think the jets are going to win this one in a barn burner but the the indianapolis colts have about 10 days to prepare for this and with Tremaine Johnson being hurt, I think that Andrew Luck is going to do just enough to keep this uh, game really close. And I think the Jets are going to win this game, but they are not going to cover. What say you, my friend? You do not like picking against or picking with your team. I'm going to be rooting for him this week. I just don't want them to, to win by more than two points. There you go. Um, I am taking the New York Jets. And I, sh- I should know my lesson because at this point, I should never pick the Jets when they have momentum, which is after a win. I took them to take care of Miami week two after that drubbing that they put on uh, the I Lions. I didn't even think of that. They did not do that. Obviously, they laid an egg. I, I'm hoping that this week is different and that I can continue with uh, – because it is satisfying winning from the team that that you root for, but and when you're not uh, taking them, but I would love to see the Jets take this game. Yes, the Colts have looked better on offense. I still don't know who Luck's throwing the ball to. If the Jets defense plays anything like they did against the Lions and against the Broncos. They're going to have a legitimate chance to win this football and game. And Darnold's getting better every and Darnold's week, just to make better. it a little and, bit more and, of a case And for I you. think with that, that really Swiss line. cheese defense that the Colts possess, the Giant or the ja- the Giants, Jesus, the Jets should be able to run the ball at will against this defense. The Jets' running game has looked really good. Even in losses, they've looked really good. I expect them to continue that. So give me the Jets in this game also to win it. Wow, okay, go with the money line there. All right, so moving on to our individual picks. My first pick of the week is I am taking the Chicago Bears minus three at the Miami Dolphins. I'm going with this game because I just think this defense is going to abuse and abuse um, the Miami Dolphins down there with Ryan Tannehill, starting to show a little bit more of his true colors. This this team in Miami is just bleh. they're nothing special. They really don't have too many weapons. Yeah, that three and zero meant nothing. Yeah, it meant absolutely nothing. Devontae Parker and them are fighting. I think he's either going to be cut or traded soon. That offensive line is not very good. And don't forget the Chicago Bears have Khalil Mack on their team. They have a great defense. If Mitchell is Gruden aware of this? Yes, he is. Okay. We're going to keep rolling with that joke, but I think if the Chicago Bears when it can gets stale, let ju- me know. <laughs> yeah, if the Chicago Bears can do just enough on offense, which is a field goal, I think that they can cover this game. I think they probably win this game by about six points. I like that pick out of you. Trubisky is rolling with momentum. I know they had the bye week in between, but boy, he couldn't have played any. He's coming off his career game with that six touchdown game against the Buccaneers. My first pick uh, out of the locals is going to be Cleveland minus one with the Chargers. They are home. The Browns are. They play better at home. I like them at home. Bad coach versus bad coach. Bad coach versus bad coach. Bad kicker versus bad kicker. Something has to give, right? Why not give up to uh, to the Browns at home? Um, I think they're going to take this game. The Chargers have struggled on the road a little bit, and I just think that the Browns have a little bit different feel to them. They may not play great, but they at least have confidence now that they can win some of these games late. So I like the Browns. They're going to get their third win of the year. And covering as well. All right, so moving on to my last pick of the week. This is my sperm bank pick of the week. This one's See a little bit more. This one's a two. little bit more emotional for me. 
I have the Jacksonville Jaguars favored by three at the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys get rolled over by the Jacksonville Jaguars. They get way too much pressure on your boy, Dak Prescott. Not my boy. I'd love to see him down. (laughs) Ezekiel Elliott uh, continues his woes at running back from last week. And I think this is a good Blake Bortles week. It's kind of a week-to-week thing, just like the Jets winning. So I think this is a good Blake Bortles week, and I think they figure out a way to definitely win by more than three points. I'm really hoping for this one. I want to see an absolute fucking circus in Dallas and I hope that they maybe fire Jason Garrett. Actually, keep him on. Keep him on for the rest of his life. Yeah, I'm not going to argue with you on that. And I would love to see everything that you just articulated actually happen. Sperm bank. Pick of the week. <laughs> you, you heard it, guys. All right. My last game. Houston is a minus eight. They are eight-point favorite at home against the Buffalo Bills. The Bills have won their second game of the year. I don't think that means anything. Houston's starting around in the form a little bit. They don't win pretty. They haven't looked incredible, but they are winning games. Eight points is a large number, but they are home. I think the Bills are going to go back to having a real trouble scoring points. That Houston defense is legit, particularly that front seven. I like the I like the Texans in this game. Watson has a good one, um, so I am going to take them to cover that eight-point spread, and win. All right, that just about wraps it up for this podcast. We will be back on Monday to go over World Series, or sorry, playoff baseball. We're not there yet. Yeah, we're not there yet, but, you know, I'm just on to the World Series now that the Yankees are done, and go over some college football as well, and just a little bit more NBA right before it comes out. So we will be talking about that. Uh, follow us at Sorry Sports on Twitter, Sorry underscore Sports on Instagram. Check out the website SorrySports.com. We got to write some NBA pieces, man. Absolutely, I cannot wait for that season to start. Go Knicks, and uh, check out the email, which is Sorry Sports at Yahoo.com. Shoot us an email, say whatever you want. Don't really care if I don't like it. I'm not going to reply to it. Just telling you that off the bat. And enjoy your weekend, Sean. Later, man.